you call on the name of the Lord tonight? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Oh, come on, sing.
those words are very powerful because they describe exactly what we as Christians believe and one of those truths is that he is Christ and that he will always bring light into our darkness and give us light when we need it the most as we just sing this last song and as you prepare your hearts for communion would you just think about who Christ the Father and the Holy Spirit is in your life and reach out to him and say, Lord, I need you. Would you be with me? Would you forgive me? Would you help me? All of those things that we need to do just as we walk through this last song. Because his faithfulness is true. His faithfulness is everlasting. But he needs you to reach out and ask for his grace. Would you do that as we sing this last song? You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every Give all. 
Heavenly Father, thank you because you are indeed great, God. Because every breath I take, Lord, it's a gift and not just any gift, Lord. It's one that comes from you. Every heartbeat, every breath, Lord, every thought that we have, God, we can only have it because of you. You are great. You are all powerful. You are mighty. Yet, God, you are so close. Yet you are knowable. Yet you are approachable. Close enough that we can have communion with you, Lord. We thank you for your presence because it is a gift, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, you may be seated as we prepare our hearts for communion. Now, if you did not already receive one of the communion cups, uh, please go ahead and raise your hand. We've got ushers all around this room ready to give you one if you don't already have one. There's a uh, story that Jesus tells, a parable in, Matt, in Luke chapter 18 about a Pharisee and a tax collector who go to the temple. He says, two men went up to the temple, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee was standing by himself praying, God, I thank you because I'm not like other people, like thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector over here. He says, I, I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. Um, he said all this in a prayer. But the tax collector was standing far off. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. He was just beating his chest saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And when we read that, Paul says we are to take communion in a worthy manner. I think he's saying, be like this tax collector. In the original text, the word he uses is halastatoi moi, and that translates into God, be propitious to me. May this sacrifice be for me. May this sacrifice right here be for me. The Apostle Paul writes, 1 Corinthians that on the night that Jesus was betrayed he took the bread and he broke it he says this is my body that is broken for you out of mercy out of kindness for you take this in remembrance of me church you may eat of the body same way he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink drink it in remembrance of me this is for us on our behalf church may drink of the wine everyone just take a nice deep breath in Father God, thank you for this gift. Thank you because this is for me, God. You were merciful, propitious to us, God. Because we have sinned in thought and action by what we have done, what we have left undone. But God, you were merciful. You set up this covenant to forgive us, Lord. And we thank you for that again and again and again, Lord. And so may this thought of your mercy and love be at the center of our worship. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, continue to worship with us tonight. You are love.
Father, we just come before you right now, acknowledging that we are those dry bones, acknowledging that it's your breath every morning that gives us life. It's your breath in us. It is by your grace and by your love that we are even standing in your presence in this moment right now. Thank you, Lord, for your almighty grace, your almighty gift, your almighty love. Thank you that you would love us so much that you would fill us with your breath of life. Lord, hear our praise in this place this morning. Prepare our hearts, minds, and souls for the words that you have prepared for us, Lord. Let us hear your words. And we just thank you for the opportunity, for the opportunity to stand on holy ground and in your presence. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you all just um, take a moment? hello to those neighbors that are standing around. Isn't it just awesome to be worshiping in the house of the Lord? Not a conversation, just say hello and welcome to the house of the Lord, church. Well, good evening, church. How are you all doing tonight? Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy that we're all able to be here in the house of the Lord tonight. You know, one of the things that I love about worship is that it's not just when we're here in song. It's, it's through how we live our lives for Christ. Worship is not just the words on the screen that we sing every Sunday and Wednesday night. No, it is our way of life. The life that we live is is an offering to God. And so it's so beautiful that we all just get to be here tonight, yes, and that we get to continue that through tomorrow, through Friday, and through the rest of the week. So as we move, as we transition into our wonderful sermon tonight from Pastor Eddie, I'm going to go ahead and share a few announcements first. Our first one is that you may have noticed the pavilion tent out in the mall. We are having our Christian education class signups, and those are going to continue until May 4th, so there's one more week to sign up for classes. If you're wanting to know how to read the word, how to share the word, um, if you're wanting to know how to how to study, like deeply study God's word to know it for yourself, then these are amazing classes. Please check them out when, when we're out of service. I encourage you, sign up and take these classes. Next, I want to go ahead and just announce that we're going to be having youth camp this summer. Yay! It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be from June 20th to the, through the 24th. You may have seen our signs out there. We've been selling chocolates. Church, we just ask that you continue to support our youth in, in sending them to camp. We want to be able to give them scholarships so that they're able to go um, for, obviously, less money. Um, but we want to be able to just continue to bring them in. So when, you, when you're out there, like, I know some of y'all get that, you get that, that, that sweet tooth craving. We have chocolates. And if you don't like chocolates, buy them for your friend. There's someone that you know that likes chocolates, okay? That's, that's all I'm saying. Everybody knows someone that likes chocolates. So please, if you see us out there, come say hello. Come get some chocolates and even just come and talk to us. We love to get to know you guys. Um, so we encourage that. 
Next, we want to go ahead and announce that uh, Family Life Radio is going to be holding a free estate planning seminar on Thursday, April 28th, so tomorrow, uh, from 6 to 7.30 in room 106, which is our conference room right out here. Um, If you're not very sure what an estate planning seminar is, um, it's basically, you know, what you decide to do with your stuff once you've uh, passed on with God. Uh, So, (laughs) obviously, you know, like, yay, you get to go be with Jesus for eternity, but you also, you know, you want to know how to take care of the stuff that's left behind here. So, um, Family Life Radio will be here tomorrow night if y'all want to come join that. Um, In addition to the youth, we also want to announce that we are having IYC also this year. Yay for IYC. I know y'all, y'all have heard these, these, these announcements before, but we want to go ahead and just let you know that David Sanchez, who is our youth director, he's going to be holding an IYC camp interest meeting in our youth sanctuary on May 1st, so this Sunday, at 10.15 a.m. Remember, 10.15, not 10.14, not 10.16, 10.15 a.m. in our youth sanctuary. So if you are a parent or if you are a youth in here and you're like, I want to go to IYC, like it sounds interesting, but I don't know it, I, I want to know what goes on, this is the perfect opportunity for you to get to know what goes on. Next, ladies, this one's for you. Sisterhood, yay, sisterhood. We love sisterhood, it's awesome. We're going to be having a special Mother's Day potluck brunch on May 7th, and it's going to start at 10 a.m., and it's going to go until 11.30, and we are going to have a very special guest speaker who's going to be Pastor Cindy. Yay! And it's going to be so amazing, so please come. It's Mother's Day. We Mothers, we want to be able to celebrate you. Y'all are awesome, and y'all put up with a lot, so if, like, let us serve you. Please, please, I encourage you, let us serve you. So, ladies, again, May 7th from 10 a.m. to 11.30, please join us, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and then, finally, men, this one's for you. <laughs> Ooh, yes, men. Um, Pastor Richard is going to be hosting a men's Bible study starting Thursday, May 12th at 6.30 in room 106, which is, again, our conference room right outside here in the mall. You see the big old windows. Everybody likes to look in there. I mean, you know, you want to know what's going on. So, um, again, men, men, uh, Pastor Richard is going to be hosting a men's Bible study Thursday, May 12th at 6.30 in room 106. All right. So that is all that we have for announcements. Can we please just give a big, warm welcome to Pastor Eddie? Thank you. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for being here. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we come in the name of your Son, Jesus. We come in the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that we can call you our Father and our God and our Creator. That we can call Jesus our Savior and our Lord. That we can call your Holy Spirit our holy and wonderful helper that brings us so many ministries that are holy and helpful. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will bless this message, 
that it may bring glory and honor and praise to you for all that will be said and done. There's a scripture in Psalms 19, 14, I believe it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight for thou art my strength and my redeemer. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Not long ago, I was, uh, we were having some technical difficulty, and uh, I was able to come, and uh, I had to kind of like, I just took over, and I said, hey, man, we need, because we were just sitting there, and I started giving my testimony, and then they fixed it, and I never finished. So, uh, uh, to, tonight, I'm going to incorporate my message with my testimony, and I hope that you will receive something from it. Um, for those of you that may not know me, I am Pastor Eddie Miraval, and I am, uh, the ministry that I do in the church is uh, pastoral care. I could have preached a lot on that too, because I go to the hospitals, rehabs, uh, hospice, uh, shut-ins, Anywhere that they call me to go, even at home, and uh, and and I, there's a lot of miracles that have happened since I've been doing that for quite a while. But tonight, I, I want to bring a message to you, and I'm praying that if you're not reading the Word, that after this message, you will read it. When I was being brought up, I was not brought up in a Christian home. I'll just say I was brought up a Catholic. And listen, I'm, I have nothing against the Catholics. I have nothing against Jehovah's Witnesses. But I'm going to say something about that. Uh, I remember one time um, in the Catholic Church, we used to do a, we uh, uh, went to catechism. And we... Uh, did a lot of things because we had to uh, learn a bunch of things so that we could make our first Holy Communion because if you didn't make your first Holy Communion, you couldn't go to confession and you couldn't receive the sacraments. And the bad thing about it is that me and my, my mom sent me and my brother and uh, after it was all over, they told uh, me and my brother that we flunked. We didn't pass. And that, that was bad. My mom was furious. They, she, my mom said, you know, que están tontos, you know. So this time she said, the next time that that class comes, I'm going to make sure that you pass. And we did pass. I only flunked one thing. I flunked confession. Don't ask me how I flunked confession, but I flunked confession. And then I had to go back and, uh, no, I didn't go back to the whole thing. I just had to go on Saturday. But anyway, through all this, through all this time, I was never told by anyone to read the word. Me and my wife were, were married in the Catholic Church, and we've been, thank the Lord, with His grace and His love. We've been married 50 years, and we celebrated. It was great. Man, I didn't even get a crown or nothing. She got all the jewels and I didn't. But anyway, um, 
To make a long story short, we were married. We have been married, I, I guess, I can't even remember, a few years already. And during income tax time, we had extra money. And but back then, I ain't going to tell you how how long ago that was, but it's it's kind of a while. And uh, anyway, uh, we used to get our income tax in the mail. It's just like now it's great. It's easy and everything. Anyway, so I would go to the mailbox all the time and check and see if the income tax had come. And my it, it, that day it came, but there was also a brochure in there that uh, I took and, and I told my wife, hey, man, we got our income tax. Let's go cash it and go. Go to dinner or something. and But in this, there was a, a brochure that said, Bible sale. Uh, regular is 16, $69.95. It's for $19.95. And I said, wow, everybody should have a, a Bible. So after we crashed a check, and man, in a few days, I, w- I went to this place. And I said, hey, I, wanted, I saw this brochure. I said, they said for me to bring it. And uh, I want to buy it. And it was a big Bible, one of those big ones. Well, to tell you honest truth, I had never known any other Bible but the big Bible. And uh, so I took it home, and man, there were some beautiful pictures. I saw Jesus being, uh, the, when he got crucified. I saw a lot of Old Testament pictures that I, I didn't know nothing about. Did not know the, did not know the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So then I took my Bible and I put it right there on the coffee table. And every time I came from work, I would look at it. But I wouldn't read it. And then I would, and it sat on that coffee table all the time and I would come home and I would watch TV and it, it seemed as though that the Bible was looking at me and talking to me. Like, What are you going to do with me? And I said, nothing. I already saw the pictures. So then it seems like every day I came to work and then I, it, it would speak to me. And, and really in reality, brother and sister, the word would, is, will speak to you. It will bring you conviction. And guilt. And that was happening to me. And I said, well, I have two shelves. So I took it and put it in another shelf. So that I wouldn't look at it. Because it was like talking to me. So then, I would be looking for something. And there, there it was again. So finally I said, this, this is no, uh, no offense, Lord. But I didn't even know how to say that. But I took the Bible. And there was a, a closet right by my right by the living room, and I opened the closet, and I put my Bible up there in the shelf. And I said, you stay there, okay? <laughs> so I shut it. Anyway, I don't know how much time went by, and one day I had, there was nothing on TV. I had gone out of work. I went in the closet to look for my baseball glove and my, and my bat and stuff, and I was going through that stuff over there, and I grabbed the, 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 the bat, and I hit the top shelf, and you guessed it. The Bible came down, and I threw the back, boom, and hit me in the hand. I grabbed it, and I said, whoa, I said, is God trying to tell me something? 
So I took the Bible into my living room, I mean, into my bedroom, and started reading it. But listen to me, brothers and sisters. I had never read the Bible. I went reading the Bible as though it was a book. That was my first mistake. Second mistake, it said, Holy Bible. The very first words I ever saw in the world, in the beginning, God. Whoa, I said. But my intentions were not to find God. My intentions were not to know salvation. I didn't know anything about being saved. That was a new word to me. So I said, what shall I do now? And then I tell you one thing, brother and sister. I had, I had, I, I was an alcoholic. And I come from a long line in my family of alcoholics. Not only was I an alcoholic, but was, I, was, I was doing drugs and I smoked. And I had tried to quit drinking for Lent one time. And I lasted two weeks. And I was pacing the floor. And I looked at my wife and I said, I need a drink. That's the first time I, driving to the bar, I remember saying, man, I was shaking. I said, I can't believe this. But anyway, I don't know how, many, how long it passed. But when I started reading the word, I am, I'm serious. It was like a time machine had passed. I don't remember if it was two weeks, two months, or what. It wasn't a year. I know I, I had been reading the word. And I, it's like I woke up one day and no alcohol, no craving. No drugs, no craving. No smoking, no craving. And I was like scared or like, wow. I said, what, what is this? God revealed this power in me. He took it and, and, and I believe that God was trying to get. And, and you know what? It, it's strange because I, when, I went, when, I tr- when I went to read the word, brother and sister, I, I meant no disrespect to God. I was just not ignorant but unknowledgeable about God and his word. And God understands that. He knows that we're not that smart. I wasn't that smart. But I was smart enough to know that something great and God had revealed his power to me by delivering me from the vices that I had been on. And and then the the first thing I want to read to you, and I just love this. And it's found in Jeremiah 29. What happened to it? Oh, I know. I know where it's at. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I love this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Oh, brother and sister, was I seeking God after, I mean, 
It was a miracle that God delivered me from this. God revealed His power to me. And I was seeking God. And I went to the church. And I went to the church. And I went every Sunday. But I could not feel this emptiness. Yes, it was being filled by the Word of God. But I was still empty. So I went to the priest and I said, What is wrong with me? What has happened to me? I tried to tell him how God had revealed His power to me. He said, You need to be confirmed. And I said, I think God already did that. But anyway, I needed to find this. I needed to find somewhere that, that somebody could, could help me. And I can't remember if it was on a Saturday because there was a knock on the door. Jehovah's Witness, he came. And I said, God must have sent you, I said. Come on in. But you know that God led me through all that and His Word led me through all that. God says here, I have a plan for you, Eddie. I have a hope for you. I'm going to give you a future. Wow. I said, God is, God's doing all this for me. He had a plan all the time. He was with me. I let the Jehovah Witness in. No offense to them. I sat down there with that guy and we went and we went and he kept coming back uh, some other time and this and that. Went to the kingdom hall and everything else. And then I tried to say, hey brother, I need to get baptized, I told him. Oh no, you can't get baptized. You have to do all kinds of work. And I said, well, wait a minute. The word over here in, in Matthew 28, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. Go ye therefore and make disciples out of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the word. Observe everything that I have commanded you. And I said, look, it says here that, it doesn't say Jesus said I have to do all kinds of work. I need to get baptized. Oh no, you can't do that. I said, well, let me take, take you to Acts. And when Peter preached that, Peter was the one that denied Jesus, but he came back and he was filled in the upper room with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he preached his first sermon and 3,000 souls got saved. There isn't 3,000 here today, but I wish there was. But listen to me, brother and sister. And Peter said, and the people were cut to, after he finished his sermon, he said, and, he, and they were cut to the heart. I believe that was the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, what shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And some other things there I cannot remember. And I said, look, it says that, that I need to be baptized. And then I took him somewhere else and I told him another thing about baptism. And after I went to the kingdom hall and they, those leaders, uh, I was radical, brother. But I infected them with the truth of the word of God. I really did. Because they told me, no, you can't, you can't be baptized yet. No, you can't do this. No, you got to do this. And I said, you know what? I knew enough of the word that I infected them with the truth. And guess what happened? They stopped coming. 
I'm serious. They, they said, what are we going to do with this guy? We, and then they, the leaders told oh, no, this guy, uh, you know, we don't want him over here because he's going to start telling our people what he, we need to do. And that's not the way that it's done here. So, brother and sister, I, I started searching again. I started going to work, and I, I would ask, hey, have you, hey, hey, brother, I, I know you for a while. Do you, have you ever read the Word, the Bible? And they would look at me, no. Oh, then I can't talk to you. So I would go. <laughs> I, I would go to somebody else, and, somebody, and then finally somebody told me, hey, you know what, uh, Webb Smith, the tile sitter, I think he's a Christian, he witnesses Oh, I, I looked everywhere and I said, do you know Webb Smith? Do you know Webb Smith? And I worked for APS, by the way. So I, find, I found Webb Smith and I told him, hey, brother, you know, I told him, uh, I gave him a little bit of my, my, my testimony and stuff like that. And he, uh, he told me, oh, he said, we have a church over there on the corner of Carlisle and Montgomery. It was called Montgomery Place Church of God before it was new beginning. I, that's where I started at that church. And believe it or not, brother and sister, for, for a while there, I truly, I truly, let me get a drink of water, okay? That way I can preach longer. But, brother and sister, I thought I was the only person saved. I'm, 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 I'm being serious with you. I really am being serious. I, I was like, wow, am I the only one? And then I went, I, before I went to that church or somebody, the Billy Graham crusade came. And I went to the Billy Graham crusade. And that's the first time that I ever read or repeated the sinner's prayer. But I really believe, brother and sister, that I was already saved. I just didn't know it. But I did, I, I, the, a guy told me one time, hey, go with me to a revival. And I said, a revival? What's that? Everything was new to me. So I went with him. And I was so thankful that I went. Because people were getting up and said, I was an alcoholic and God set me free and I'm saved. I was a prostitute and God saved me and I'm, a, I'm no longer there. I'm this. And I said, oh, thank God I'm not the only one that's saved. Now I know what saved is. Oh, thank the Lord, brother. So then, I got involved in a converse class. New beginnings, disciples class, whatever you want to call it. If you've never been to a disciples class, talk to Brother Dave Gonzalez. Brother and sister, I tell you one thing. I went through a 12-week course, me and my wife. By the way, I just wanted to let you know that I encouraged my wife to read the word and she got saved too. If you have never read the word, brother, if you've never done to a disciples class, if you've never done this and that. You know, one of my greatest prayers for this church is that we are growing numerically. We are, there's new people coming into our church. But you know what I'm praying for, brother and sister? I'm praying that we grow spiritually I really do brother and sister but that's the desire of my heart I pray for people I love to pray you ask my sons 
I'm at 12 o'clock at night. I'm praying and reading my word. That's my, that's my time, man. Everything is quiet. I hear the Lord. One of the things that I've been praying for, that we will become great stewards of His Word, great stewards of praying, great stewards of servanthood. Oh, brother and sister, if you've never been involved in doing something in the church, I ask you, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Do you know what it means to me when I go to the hospitals and I see somebody dying of cirrhosis of the livers? And I go and I said, do you know Jesus? Yes, I know him, but I, I left him. And I said, rededicate your life, brother. The next day I go and see him, they're gone. That has happened to me. I go to hospice. And I, I don't like that word because I know they're dying. But I try to lead them to the Lord before they're gone. So I continued to serve the Lord. I got involved in in a Sunday school class. I got involved in all kinds of... I even joined the choir. But I, they didn't know whether I was a tenor, a bass, or I don't know what that other word was. I was always just, I was just singing praises. And that guy would say, Oh my goodness, Eddie, what are you, a tenor or a bass? Whatever you want me to be. <laughs> I'm singing praises to the Lord. But I praise the Lord because God had a plan for me. He had a future for me. I don't know. I think that we were involved in that church for about three years. And then I got my call into the ministry. I remember praying one day. And I was like a star, like a, a staircase going up. And it seemed like. Like I could only go so far and then I couldn't go anymore. And I said, and my pastor told me, I said, Eddie, I think you're getting a call into the ministry. Whoa, I said, that's kind of scary, man. You know why? Because, you know, in, in high school, you know, you have, uh, I, I graduated in 1967, me and my brother did. And, uh, you know, all these there's a lot. There was a lot of guys that were going to college and all this kind of stuff, and they were the they were the ones that would be more uh, uh, likely to succeed. And then there was those down there that were very unlikely to succeed. Eddie, get out of there! But listen to me, brother and sister. Nothing. Is impossible with God. I remember reading a, a scripture in Mark where they brought uh, this um, this guy that was had a, a, a spirit and and an evil spirit, and he would convulse him, and he would fall in the water, and he was naked in the in the tombs, and he would throw himself in the fire. And they brought him to the disciples, and the disciples said they couldn't heal him. And then there was a a discussion around them and they were saying and Jesus saw him and says what are you guys discussing and the, guy, and the father said to him I brought my son and he explained to him what had happened and, and the disciples couldn't heal him and he said oh man of little faith that doesn't mean that they didn't have faith but their faith was little or wasn't as strong and Jesus said bring him here to me and then the, the father said if, if you can 
help him. And Jesus looked at him and said, if I can. And then the man said, oh, I do believe. Help my, help there my unbelief. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there that you, you pray for something and you say, oh God, why is it taking so long? But then we, God answers our prayer and then we say, wow God, I can't believe you did that. And then I look at, I've said it. And, some, and then I say sometimes, wow, why can't I? I do believe God help there my unbelief. But he did it. He healed him. Took him by the hand and lifted him up because they thought he was dead. And then he said, everything is possible to those who believe. The reason I say that, brother and sister, I went to college and I got a I went to Gulf Coast Bible College to be a minister. I got a Bachelor of Science and a minor in Applied Theology. Nothing is impossible. Man, I, one of these days I got to tell you a testimony about, about what me and my wife went through there and how God blessed us. In his word he says, In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word is God. And then it said, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And there was nothing that was made that was not made by Him. In Him was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more night. I saw the light. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. He illuminated me. He saved me. He delivered me from the darkness. And I thank God. Do you know that that was the best 1995 I ever spent? I'm serious. That was the best 1995 I ever spent because it truly saved my life. There's, we see commercials about creams that women can get or lipstick or whatever. And they say, oh, this changed my life. No, it didn't. It changed your appearance. You got to paint the barn once in a while. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother, I didn't mean to say that. But listen to me, brother and sister. God saved my life. He delivered me from the darkness. Nothing, Jesus said, is impossible for those who believe. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. I love the Lord. In Second Chronicles, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, again the word, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their nation. 
If there was ever a, a time in our history that we as Christians need to pray for our churches, for our pastors, for our leaders, I thank God, brother and sister, for those who, who came and saw this place. And this place was, uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, it was all kinds of stuff that I heard. I don't know what it was. But it wasn't a very good place. But let me tell you one thing, that this place got saved. This place got saved. Anyway, the, the, what I'm trying to get to you, brother and sister, is this. Could you, Im could, could you imagine if they would have called all of us and said, hey, we're going to turn this into a church. I wonder what, probably half of you would have said, oh, no, man, we got to get something else and this and that. Did you know, brother and sister, that division is the main pro thing that devil wants in us? He wants us to be divided. Could you imagine if we would have gotten all of us and said, what color of carpet do you think we had to put? Oh, we want purple. Oh, we want green. We want red. We want... Would you believe this is not jokingly, brother and sister, churches have been divided because of the color of the carpet. The color of the carpet. Let me read to you a scripture real quick, man. It's found in Galatians, I believe. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit. You, will, you are not under the law. But the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Sensuality. Idolatry. Sorcery. Enmity. Strive. Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness. Wow, that drunkenness, man, that's a bad word. And that's what I was. But now we say, oh, he's an alcoholic. Oh, no, let's change the alcoholic to chemically dependent. We use fancy words to cover up what it is. Really, I'm serious. I was a drunk. But I am not no more. Because it says in his words, such were some of you. But let me tell you one thing, brother and sister. I read that because it's, it's very obvious when you see a drunk or an alcoholic or an addict or whatever. But have you ever thought about that jealousy is just as bad? It mentioned it here. Jealousy has killed people. Fits of anger have destroyed your furniture. And, that, and that's why I brought division. I've never seen our politicians so divided. I've never seen policemen and on and on and on and on divided. I pray for them. 
I pray that they will be delivered from the power of darkness. And I said, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Man, I remember when I read that when I was a brand new Christian and I said, whoa. I've had one of these. I'm not going to tell you which ones. This one, this one, this one, this one. I only had six out of five. Well, there's five out of six. I'm sorry. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows that, he will reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh, from the flesh reaps corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit, will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Do not give up, brother and sister. A lot of us pastors think that Jesus is going to come soon. I've never seen this world so bad. The murders, the stealings, the you name it. It's awful. To see America. It says in his word. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. That we may rightly divide the word. Through the power of his Holy Spirit. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Active and alive. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and moral. Knows the intent of the heart. When I think of that, I, I, I see this sword, and it's the sword is the word of God, goes deep inside, and nothing can stop it from penetrating the heart. The Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to someone that isn't. Did you hear that? The Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to someone that isn't. I was falling apart, brother and sister, but God saved my life. He changed my life. For Do you know that love is powerful? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, those are the fruits of the Spirit. They're powerful, brother and sister. In Colossians 1.9, it says, For he has delivered you from the power of darkness. Did you know that darkness has power? It said it. I just said it. Power has dark darkness. If you translate it, it's not only it's not darkness could be witchcraft. But I'm telling you that these things that I told you: jealousy, envy, strive, anger, all boast, all those kind of stuff. Do you know that they have power? And you need power from above to deliver you from this darkness, because it says. For I have been delivered from the power of darkness, transferred into the kingdom of His beloved Son, Jesus, in whom I have repentance and forgiveness of sin through the shed blood of Christ. 
Oh, brother and sister, that's one of my prayers that I pray every night for my family and for those that I've been praying that are unsaved. Father, deliver them from the power of darkness. And another scripture that I use, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice, if anyone hear my knock, I will open the door and I will come into him and I will have fellowship with them and them with me. That is my... That is my true desire for my family and for those who I'm praying for. Oh, I pray that they will hear that knock. I pray that they will hear that knock. Another seek, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. There is power in deliverance. Did you know that there is power in salvation? Did you know that in, in Romans 1, 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of salvation to all who believe and have faith, to the Jews first and to the Greeks. But as many as received him, and believe in his name, to them he gave them the power to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. There's power in Jesus' name. There is power in the Holy Spirit. There is power in the Word. There is power in love. When was the last time you picked up the Word and read it, my brother? Please don't feel like I'm condemning you. I'm not judging you, but I am telling you, God will deliver you from this power. Whatever it may be, God will deliver you. You ask a person that's been enslaved, that's what Jesus called it, with pornography. It's powerful, brother. Jealousy. Envy. Could you imagine, I, the reason I mentioned, could you imagine if we would have been called and said, we're having a meeting to decide the color of the carpet. I am so glad that we have leaders that we have praying for. I'm hoping that you're praying for them. The, the board, Brother Richard, uh, the lady that takes care of the children's church and, and different people. Oh, brother and sister, do you know the burden that your pastor carries for you? Do you know he needs your prayer? Do you know Cindy needs a lot more prayer than that? <laughs> I guess I'm going into meddling now, huh? No, 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 but listen to me, brother and sister. We need each other. We need each other's prayer. We need for you to pray for our leaders. I am so thankful that whoever was praying, that they, they didn't ask all of us to come. Because I had already been praying for about five years, and I kept telling Brother Richard, Brother Richard, we, we need another building. We almost went through four services. God blessed us immensely, brother and sister. It was a miracle. I mean, when we came from Southside, 90 people and here there was there was a lot of things that went on one before and then we came back and I re, I just, 
I was totally amazed when they had 30 and we had 90 and we came together. And I can still remember, it seems like every Sunday was Mother's Day. Really, brother and sister? I mean, all of a sudden, man, we were packed. And Brother Richard said, we can only fit 300. We got to go to another church, another church service. And then we came again and 300 more and then another service. And I don't know how many are watching online now. But brother and sister, God created a miracle. But brother Richard did a lot of ministry, brother. A lot of us did a lot of ministry. And it, 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 sometimes we think that God is slow in answering a prayer. But God said, for those who wait upon me shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings of eagle, shall run and not grow weary, shall walk and not faint. This is just the beginning. That's why we call it new beginnings. Brother and sister, this isn't nothing. We're going to go to something bigger. But you have to believe it. You have to have faith. How much more time do I have? I'm sorry. 50 more years to do that? Oh, wow. I don't think they can wait that long. <laughs> you know what? I remember when I was in Oklahoma, a pastor, there was this lady there that told me this story. She told me that there was this guy that used to go to church with them all the time. And this, the, 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 the lady was saved, but the husband wasn't. He won, a, every year he won the one that was, that, had, that would come to church on Sunday school, come to church on Sunday. He liked to have the prestige and the record. But he wasn't saved. But he won, every year he won the award because he came all the time. After 20 years of praying, guess what happened? He got saved. 20 years it took. 20 years. I said, oh man. He said, I don't care if it takes 40 years for the people that I love to pray for them. I believe, brother and sister, that every one of you here has a family member, somebody that you love and care for a friend that needs salvation. Let me give you this scripture. I, I, I love the word, brother and sister. And it's found in 2 Peter 3.9. And I love this because I, I give it to you so you won't give up. Nobody says, the Lord is not slow in fulfilling his promises. As some counted slowness. But he's patient toward you. Not wishing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance do you know I am so thankful that God is slow in coming because I have people that I love that I want to see salvation in their lives I don't want Jesus to come and them not be saved 
Jesus is saying, look what he's saying. He said, I'm not slow in fulfilling my promises. You know all the promises that are in the word? He's not slow. He's being patient towards you. Patient towards those who are unsaved. I'm almost finished. Thank God for the day that I read His Word. It literally changed my life. I'm serious. I was, you know, there's a there's a saying that, that I remember this guy saying, he said, he said, um, oh man, I'm sorry, I lost it. The word of God, brother and sister, will increase your faith. The word of God will bring light into darkness. The word of God will increase your faith so that you may be holy because the word says, be holy as I am holy. The, the thing that I wanted to say is that the intention, the road to hell is paid with good intention. How many people have I heard? Oh, I, I intended to go to church. I intended to get saved. I intended, I intended. But it says that that Lord will come like a thief in the night. Some people think that they'll have an opportunity to get saved. Don't wait too long, brother and sister. I don't know if you're going to have a but listen, I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the song, He Touched Me. Shackled by a heavy burden Neath the load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I am no longer the same. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. Since I met this blessed Savior, since He cleansed and made me whole, I will never cease to praise Him. I'll shout it till eternity flows. Oh, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. Stand up. And all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Brother and sister, if there's anyone here that needs Jesus, 
These altars are never closed. If there's anyone that needs prayer, healing, deliverance, we pray in Jesus' name that you would come. Glory to God in the highest. I praise you. I thank you. Pray for me as I pray for you. May God richly bless you. Is there anyone that would like to come? Does anyone need prayer? We got people here that know how to pray. Can somebody pray with this young, this person? I'm sorry, brother and sister, if I took too long. But I pray and I thank you for this great opportunity that God has given me. God bless you and thank you. Amen. Give glory to God. Would y'all just worship with us? You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart. time.
Heavenly Father, we come before you in this place right now. Just like Pastor Eddie said, we stand amazed with the words, in the beginning, God. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but there's also that point in time in each of our lives where in the beginning, God created something in us. Lord, in this place today, let us remember in the beginning when you created something in us, that we would relive that joy, that that spark would be reignited, that we would carry that word out to the people in our lives that need to hear it so that they too can have that moment where in the beginning, God created life for them. We stand on that promise here today, just like Pastor Eddie did so many years ago and continues forward. We carry that, that light forward because we know that your word has power. And in your name, we pray. Amen. Church, it is so awesome to worship with you. I hope to see you on Sunday. God bless. Go out and live it out.